Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart, this is Saran Jayamana. We're in Sydney, we're about to be in Brisbane, we're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dry, is that right? That is correct, uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's, and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar, and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse. Oh, so good. And we're you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo, and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there, it'd be fantastic. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart and our first contestant this week. You may know from Have You Been Paying Attention? It's Emma Holland. Hello, Ben Searle was supposed to be here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this was meant to be a three-guest uh, podcast, but Ben is not responding to calls. <laughs> our second contestant is award-winning comedian Angus Gordon. Hello, that is factual information. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, and, yeah, I would have then said, and from talking to Scotty, he's Ben Sell, but he's not here. So uh, the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and I have to guess which one is correct. Okay, are we ready to play? Yeah. Man. Oh, we just get straight into it, hey? Wow, no. What, do you want to chat? No, no. I, I appreciate wanted, a podcast that's up just, front and okay. to the point. Yeah. People don't like too much jibber-jabber. <laughs> so is that what you found in your years of potting? Yeah, yeah. A podcast. People man, don't like ha- chat? <laughs> yeah, they hate chat. If they, the sooner it's over, the better. They want to get in and out. <laughs> uh, ben Sell's doing a show called Hammerhead. He was going to be here to promote that. Well, don't promo it. <laughs> Don't go what to are you doing? <laughs> Don't go to the show. He doesn't deserve it. No. <laughs> so here's question number one. It comes from a listener, Rachel Ball from London in the UK. And the question is, what does hunky punk mean? What does hunky punk mean? While you're writing your answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by one of the other contestants. And another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way, I'm also playing as the house... I've put into my own fake answers for each question with the help of the question writers. And I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round, which seems pretty fair. But the probability actually favours me, the house. And the house always wins, although if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that is not necessarily the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. If you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod linked in the show notes. Can't believe you have listeners in London. London town. London. Metropolitan. Yeah. The homeland. <laughs> for all people. For, for everyone. <laughs> the original. Out, you, you subscribe to Homo sapien out of London theory. <laughs> <laughs> they all came. They all came yeah. from. Uh, from out of the River Thames. <laughs> Here is question number one. What does hunky punk mean? Cockney rhyming slag for spunk. Brackets male ejaculate. <laughs> Scottish slang for a hedgehog. A grotesque carving on the side of a building, especially old churches. Words that are nonsensical, gibberish, or it's short for hunky punky. Wait, there's only three of us. 
That, well, yes. <laughs> what happened is he started talking in an official voice and we both immediately stopped listening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was explaining the rules of the game, but he did it in a voice, like a voiceover, like an ad read. And so I just happens. immediately brain just went, eh, This is listening. what happens eh. when my um, soccer coach tries to give instructions. <laughs> I just zone out because I don't respect authority. <laughs> I'm very authoritarian. So there's like five answers. And you, yeah, so you there's one real why. one. You've both written a fake one. And then me and the question writers have also put two in. Oh, okay, okay, I get you. Um, so you got Cockney rhyming slang for spunk, male ejaculate. Scottish slang for a hedgehog. Grotesque carving on the side of a building, especially old churches. Words that are nonsensical, gibberish, or it's short for hunky-punky. The gibberish one sounds too real. <laughs> it's too real. That's it's like, too real. You're being too real right now. Yeah. yeah. And this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, Matt, and, and I don't appreciate that. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the um, the cum answer. Okay, cum answer for... <laughs> <laughs> How funny's cum? It's some of the so funniest funny. stuff. It makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> a lot of people get sad afterwards. Me, I'm chuckling. <laughs> like the Joker. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> oh, man, what a guy. What some a interesting real, ideas. A real male role model for me and lots of troubled young men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the grotesque carving. Grotesque carving for mm. Angus. All right, well, let's go through... Who wrote the answers? It's short for Hunky Punky. That was written by Emma Holland. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> now, what does what's Hunky Punky mean in that case? It, it's short for Hunkus Punkus. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is going to keep going. <laughs> Sorry, one last question. <laughs> uh, words and Hunkus a- Punkus means come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's Latin. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> words that are nonsensical or gibberish. That was written by the house. I told you. I, it was too too obvious. To, uh, Scottish slang for a hedgehog. That was written by Rachel, okay, the house. Yeah, that's good. Uh, then, Emma, you went for Cockney rhyming slang for spunk. That was Angus Gordon. God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning the correct answer was a grotesque carving on the side of a building, especially old church. So maximum points for Angus Gordon. And that's what this is about, getting the racking up points. Yeah. yeah. I will now no longer get any points. <laughs> You've racked up too many. I've got two points. That's enough. I'm not, I'm not a greedy man. <laughs> Why'd you get two? Did you explain this also when I was yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. So you guessed his one. <laughs> now <laughs> you're looking at your phone immediately. <laughs> it tries to explain. You ask explicitly for There's more. a funny TikTok I have to watch, actually. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so two points for a correct answer. No, no. One point for, <laughs> one point for a correct answer. But it, you also oh, guessed answer. Oh, you get a point answer. if someone guesses. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You should put like a like a printout of the rules on the table. <laughs> You've played before. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't listening then either. <laughs> uh, you, you played one of the, the – before this was a, its own show, you played on a Primate special live Yeah, when Brisbane. you were too too scared to make it its own thing, so you had to do a crossover app. <laughs> well, I think that's called a backdoor pilot. Yeah, so. it was like the critic episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Am I so grow up? <laughs> All right. Which was a great episode, but then led to a terrible show. Oh. Yeah, much like this. Um, <laughs> no, this is good and fun and makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Here's question number two. This comes from Alex Spore from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What was NFL Hall of Fame running back Jerome Bettis's nickname? It was NFL Hall of Fame running back. It's a you know, position in American football. Jerome Bettis, B-E-T-T-I-S. What was his nickname? While you're writing your answers, here's some more information on the word hunky-punky. According to Rachel, fun fact, gargoyle is the word specifically used for characters carved on buildings that serve as water spouts. 
usually diverting water off the roof through their open mouths. I didn't know that. Do you know that? I just call them piss boys. <laughs> yes, that is. Well, that's the Australian term for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, non-functional ones that might be used to ward off evil spirits are known as grotesques or hunky punks. I feel like they wouldn't ward off. They would be like inviting for evil spirits. So your friends are already here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hang out? You know what I mean? If I was going to ward off evil spirits, I'd put like good looking ones there. So you'd be like, oh, I guess I'd feel unwelcome. I'm not going to fit in. Yeah, you'd walk and be like, oh, the group chat's happening without <laughs> me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so good looking on this building. Oh, I'm not going to. Oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> And that's, and that's why you bring him on for that sharp wit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's razor. <laughs> so here's question number two. Answers are in. What was the NFL Hall of Fame running back Jerome Bettis' nickname? The bus. Jerome bet on us. The gambler. Snapping turtle or the denim jockstrap. Read through them again. Yeah, please. <laughs> the bus. The bus. Jerome bet on us. The gambler. Snapping turtle or the denim jockstrap. Did you write the denim jockstrap one? I would never. I would never do something like that. Okay. D- did you write it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Don't, well, don't pick that one. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, That's why I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost uh, like a series of like a coherent self, so I'm no longer sure <laughs> if uh, ideas are in my brain or yours or Matt's. Did you write um, the the snapping turtle? Yeah, yeah. Because I wrote the snapping turtle. You wrote the snapping turtle one. I'm going to go with the jock strap. Chockstrap for Emma. I'm going to go for the bus as a big fan of public transport. <laughs> the oh, bus someone thing. likes infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, some guys, some people are train guys. I'm a bus guy. Bus fan. <laughs> bus is the worst of the three. I'd go train, tram, then bus. You'd go, t- yeah. And bus is like Why distant. Do you, well, that's because that's a very Melbourne answer. No one in Melbourne. Bus is ADHD. Mm-hmm. If you like the bus, it means you have ADHD. Oh, you also love the legacy of the civil rights movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still don't, I don't think the trains have been integrated yet, have they? Um, <laughs> there are bus replacement services, so they are integrated in that and on sense. And in the London they are, you know, when you go- The London? The, the, no, the, underneath <laughs> the water, the English Channel, you know, you get your bus goes onto a- um, a train? English channel. You mean the BBC? Mm-hmm. No, good on you. Good on you. All right. You got him. You got him. I was going to cut that riff until you saved it there, Emma. Um, <laughs> Maybe cut all of it, actually. So here is... <laughs> it's pretty funny when I said there's been no Rosa Parks of trains. <laughs> so here... <laughs> like each each vehicle needs a different Rosa Parks. Here's who wrote the answers. Jerome bet on us. That was Emma Holland. I thought I went for a less funny. I thought that was quite clever and I thought maybe it would trick someone. So I'm giving up on the funny angle and the clever angle. Well, you, you don't have to trick someone. You've got to trick a very specific person. Angus yeah, Gordon. He's untrickable. This is known about him. <laughs> yeah, but still so gullible. <laughs> uh, the Gambler, that was the house. I guess we were thinking similar things. Uh, snapping Turtle was Angus. You did write the same. Yeah, that's why I said I did. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, you also said you wrote the denim jockstrap, which was, was actually initially. written by the house, meaning God the correct damn. answer was the bus. Oh, no. Damn. So one point to Angus there, one point to the house. I'm guessing because he carried people. Yeah, well, I can tell you quickly, according to uh, this great website we found called wikipedia.org, it says, Bettis received the nickname... <laughs> The bus during his time at Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, as they say, I think, over there. It's a Catholic college. Mm. As a reporter at the university's newspaper came up with it, stating that he looked like a bus that took guys for a ride. NFL. 
Mm-hmm. I was picturing NRL. Right. Yeah, that's and that's why I put um, Jerome Bed on us. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I would have given him the nickname. Um, <laughs> Come, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have gotten me. Yeah, that would have been really funny also. Come, man. I'll do that next time. Apparently, they used to chant, nobody stops the bus at his games. What if you just put your arm out, though? <laughs> yeah. Like from speed? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Is he married to Sandra Bullock? <laughs> I think he is. Oh, that's he would awesome. Explode if he stops. <laughs> <laughs> if he runs under six kilometers an hour, it's over for him. <laughs> <laughs> he must keep oh, running. Oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, the next one, question number three, was written by Mandy Wright from Chandler in Arizona in the United States. Well, you've got listeners from everywhere. Yeah, well, this is a particularly, it feels like this one's. You got it from Chandler, Phoebe, <laughs> Rachel. Could that be any more of a small town? <laughs> uh, so Mandy's question is, what is Spencer Eldon known for? What is Spencer Eldon known for? According to Alex about the bus, he's one of the best guys in the world. Isn't that wild? The whole- Who said that? The guy wrote the question, Alex. What is that? Does he know him personally? I don't know. Well, you can't say that about something. Well, I mean, maybe he does. All right. So the answer in for question number three, what is Spencer Eldon known for? He's the guy who actually wrote Shakespeare's plays. He was raised by a herd of elephants. He's a world darts champion. He was the baby on the album cover of Nirvana's Nevermind. (laughs) Or he invented a back-scratching contraption that works by attracting cats to your back. Mm-hmm. Mm. That last one's very specific. Yeah. You wouldn't be known for that. I don't think it was the William Shakespeare one, because I think the guy who wrote Shakespeare's plays was called William Shakespeare. Oh, my goodness. It's actually Edward de Vere. Get <laughs> it. <laughs> it's actually Anne Boleyn. <laughs> it was actually me. <laughs> um, what was the So I'm cancelling out that one. That doesn't Cancel that one. Uh, raised by a herd of elephants. World Dart Champion, I the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind, no. or Back Scratching Contraption, which is very hard to say. I like I like the baby answer. I'm going to go the baby answer as well. Two babies. Two, two babies. Yeah, that's about right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the way we've carried on on this bloody episode. <laughs> the listeners won't know. as well. <laughs> all, all of that would have been edited out, so they will, they'll have no idea. If I think you're very responsible and reasonable people. Let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, is the guy that actually wrote the Shakespeare's plays? That was Angus Gordon. Hmm. Uh, he was raised by a herd of elephants. That was the house. World Darts Championship. That was Emma. Invented the backstretching contraption. was the house. <laughs> and uh, he was the baby... On the album cover of Nirvana's Nevermind. That was correct. I so got a point. A point for both. Oh, my God. Emma and Angus. Really got to find the right balance here. I think the darts chip. I tried to go two down the line on that one. <laughs> yeah. I think that was way too, like, normie. Here is question number four. And this one is by Julie By from Iowa in the USA. And the question is, what was the Phoebus cartel? What was the Phoebus cartel? While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on Spencer Eldon. According to the BBC, a US judge has dismissed a man's latest lawsuit against Nirvana over the band's iconic 1991 album cover, which showed him naked as a baby. Spencer Eldon said his appearance on the front of the Nevermind record constituted child sex abuse, but the judge said he had left it too late to claim he'd been exploited. The lawsuit focused on a photograph of Mr. Eldon, which depicted him swimming naked in a pool towards a dollar bill pierced with a fish hook. He argued that he had been unable to consent to the picture being used 
He was seeking 150 grand in damages. Welcoming the verdict, a defence lawyer said the case had been meritless. The defence had argued that Mr. Eldon had enjoyed being the Nirvana baby, noting that he had reenacted the photograph later in life. Mr. Eldon's parents were paid $200 for the photo in 1991 by what was then a relatively unknown band. Also, you know, if you're Mr. Eldon, it's like Kurt Cobain has already paid a pretty big price. Mm. Was he a twin? The baby? Yeah. Do you Ooh. think it was one of those, like, uh, you know how, like, in babies in movies? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I think they just did it once. Did they, they swapped him out. <laughs> it's like one held its breath at one point yeah, and they you, put the other one in. You can only keep a baby underwater for an hour at a time. <laughs> Violating legally, the laws. Legally, Ble- yeah. It's, it's a union thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, the answers are in. Here's question number four. What was the Phoebus cartel? An ancient Greek organization that provided hallucinogenic drugs to temples. A group of businesses that controlled light bulb sales, bus-based bad boys, <laughs> a fan club focused on the Friends character Phoebe Buffet, or a nickname for NFL player Jerome Bettis. Mm. 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 It's weird because I had the word bus in it. I just think that's interesting. That is interesting. Phoebe <laughs> Bus Cartel. Yeah. Maybe, the, yeah, do you think that the bus maybe was short for Phoebus Cartel? Yeah, I think that's exactly mm. what's happened. Wow. Yeah, interesting. That's a funny. It's also it's too. two different forms of transportation in the name bus and car. <laughs> he's so fast. He's he's so quick. Sure, I guess a car like bus would be a fast bus. And these are the kind of poignant questions you get when you come onto Matt Stewart's. Um, <laughs> who, who knows a podcast? <laughs> if we crossed a bus with a car, what does that look yeah. like? How many wheels <laughs> that bad boy tracking? <laughs> I'd love to see a bus with just four wheels, <laughs> like. Sagging in the middle. Yeah, that'd, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. awesome. <laughs> Sparks <laughs> flying as it drives down the highway. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Starting a bushfire. I'd like to see uh, Jerome beat us with four wheels. Oh, I think yeah. that'd be cool. I'd like to see Jerome beat us let um, Rosa Parks sit at the front of his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess. What was the first? The first one sounded right. Ancient Greek organization. Yeah. I providing hallucinogenic. I'm going to go with that one. That sounds mm-hmm. correct. Both logging that in? Yeah. yeah. You two following each other. Uh, let's go through who wrote the answers. Nickname for NFL player Jerome Bettis. That was Emma. Uh, yeah. Fan club based on the Friends character Phoebe Buffet. That was Julie, aka The House. Not the girl from Chandler. No, not me. the girl from Chandler. <laughs> what? So Isn't much is going on today. What's happening? Everything's connected. Everything is connected. Bus-based bad boys, that was Angus. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> the alliteration was going crazy. That was great. <laughs> An ancient Greek organisation that provided hallucinogenic drugs to temples, which you both went for. That was also Julie. Okay. Oh, oh very good. Well done. Meaning the correct answer was a group of businesses that controlled light bulb sales. Oh, that oh. sucks, boo. It does sound like what the Phoebus... Phoebus they, cartel? Yeah, Where's the bus? Where's the car? But you know what I mean? It's got that sort of whiny name for a group that could only exist in like the 90s. Phoebus. Um, well done, Julie. That was very, that's a the very. The Phoebus um, cartel will get you. Because I was wondering if one of you knew what Phoebus meant. Oh, absolutely. No. I don't know. Anything. I didn't know. I didn't know I think either. it's short for Phoebussy. Oh, Phoebussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If you did I think know. I've seen those videos. There's a bit of a clue because Phoebus was the Greek god of light. Oh. But, yeah, we knew it was Greek. That's why we guessed the Greek one. Mm. Yeah. So we're, we're actually really smart and thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Whatever you knew, I also knew. 
I didn't know anything. So that means two points to the house. Are men allowed to say me too, or is that our word? Uh, we're taking it back. Okay, we're reclaiming it. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> we're, reclaiming <laughs> we're reclaiming it. Uh, so quick, people are like me too. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> quick score update on oh one God. point. We've got Emma Holland on three points. It's the house, but out in front on four points, it's Angus Gordon. Is the house getting points too? You explained this, didn't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this is classic comedy. You should be getting so mad that you'd be like, Emma. <laughs> yeah, smoke's coming out my ears. Uh, Stop vaping. Okay. Jillian. And really, words should be going into hers. <laughs> I've got her all, anyway. <laughs> all the wrong way around. Jillian uh, from Toowoomba wrote the following question. Oh, finally someone local. <laughs> what was the name of Joseph John DeVilla's 1919 jazz song that was inspired mm. by a criminal? <laughs> Smooth criminal. <laughs> Lock it in, Eddie. <laughs> what was the name of Joseph John DeVilla's 1919 jazz song that was inspired by a criminal? That's question number five. While you're on your answers, here's some more info about the cartel from wikipedia.org. The cartel made up of North American and European manufacturers from 1925 to 1939 worked to limit the life expectancy of light bulbs to 1,000 hours, down from 2,500 hours. They also raise prices without fear of competition. A classic example of planned obsolescence. Hey, while you're still writing your answers, let's go to a quick break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's question number five. What was the name of Joseph John DeVilla's 1999 song? jazz song that was inspired by a criminal jimmy the snitch ain't snitching no more the mysterious axe man's jazz brackets don't scare me papa uh ode to the man who murdered kurt cobain uh, it was a woman <laughs> allegedly <laughs> i won't say who but we're all think anyway love her work <laughs> Uh, the shoplifters lament brackets shooby dooby doo wop 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 or Genghis Khan boogie oogie. Oh, that, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is like a like Bernstein bear effect thing. But I swear I've heard the Genghis Khan boogie woogie song. So I'm gonna say the Genghis Khan one. Looking it in. What were the ones again? They all sounded incredibly fake to me. <laughs> Jimmy the Snitch ain't snitching no more. The mysterious Axe Man's jazz don't scare me, Papa. Ode to the man who murdered Kurt Cobain. The shoplifters lament. Shooby dooby doo wop 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 wop. Or Genghis Khan boogie oogie. I think my favourite was the um, don't scare me, Papa Axe Man one. So I'm going to go with that. All right, locking that in for Angus. Let's go through who wrote the answers Jimmy the snitch ain't snitching no more that was the house that uh, is a good name though yeah it was, that's did really you good. write that one yeah I felt yeah like that's that was great you. that's a Matt Stewart yeah I could tell yeah. 
Uh, Non-derogatory. Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I I got the subtlety there. Uh, The house also wrote, and actually, well, Gillian, writing for the house, wrote, the shoplifters lament, shooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop-wop-wop-wop-wop. It was one too many whops. If she'd cut a couple whops, I might have believed. Okay. It's the whops you don't say. That's... That's jazz. Ode to the man who murdered Kirk Cobain, Emma Holland. Uh, Genghis Khan Boogie Oogie. No. That was Angus Gordon. God damn. <laughs> One of the history's biggest criminals. Is that, there's a song called, oh, I'm thinking of the song Genghis Khan by Mike Snow that came out in like 2011. <laughs> <laughs> but that could have been a cover. Yeah, Could have I been a, so. a 1919 jazz cover. Yeah. Meaning the correct answer is the mysterious Axeman's jazz don't scare me popper. I can't so believe two that. points for Angus again. How is he crushing? He's crushing this. <laughs> What's the secret? <laughs> Don't believe in yourself. <laughs> That's the. Secret. Oh well, I'm never going to achieve that. <laughs> too much self-esteem. Too happy with my own life. Yeah, nah, it's good. The secret is just have a bit of fun. <laughs> well, this episode's running so short. I don't know why. I'm is that even without? And I'm going to be cutting all that stuff out. <laughs> We're flying through it. We can um, add more questions if you need to. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's question number six, the second last question. And this comes from Owen McClure from Northern Ireland. Feel free. Oh. To, yeah, this this one will probably, you know, would have. I've, I've been told by my Northern Irish friends that my Northern Irish accent is borderline offensive. Oh, we're going to do it. See if we can offend <laughs> Owen now. Well, I, I've heard you're supposed to say like how in a certain way, but I can't. How? Hell, hell, is that, does that read? I mean, I don't Oi. know. Oi. Oh, yeah, Oi. yeah, that's that it. sounds. Oi. Um, so. There's a video I got sent recently of these Northern Irish kids kicking a ball around um, and they all have the thickest Northern Irish accents I've ever heard. One of them kicks it over the like fence and I can't do the accent, but he goes, you owe me a tenner in the thickest Northern Irish accent. <laughs> it's just good stuff. So Google, um, you owe me a tenner might bring you some joy. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm trying to think who are the, who are the famous Northern Irish people? The guy from, um, Liam Neeson. Oh, he's not. Is he Northern Irish? Right. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon he'd say how, like you just said before. Hi. 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 And then um, they've got some famous combatants. Yes. My friend Mac, Jerry he's famous. Adams. Who's Jerry Adams? IRA guy. Oh. It's so crazy to me that they had a full civil war and they just call it the Troubles. Yeah, a bit of fun, hey. <laughs> a bit of fun. Quite Play it down. Yeah. Have you got your answers in for this one? I think so. Did I say? What was the question? Oh, have I not even asked this fucking know. question? No, we went on a riff about the guy being from Northern Ireland. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so Owen McClure's Thank you so much, is, Owen. You've given us so much content. Uh, <laughs> uh, what happened across rural Northern Ireland between March 2018 and April 2019? And while you're writing that, let me tell you about the song. It was inspired by a serial killer uh, in New Orleans who became known as the Axeman. He wrote a letter to the local newspaper saying that he was going to go on a murder spree at 12.15 the following Tuesday night, but he would spare the lives of anyone who was playing loud jazz music in their houses. So the town was just full of jazz music that night and he didn't kill anyone. That's pretty funny. And yeah. he's never been caught. Well, you'd and probably at this point he won't yeah, be. Yeah, he probably won't be. <laughs> I think he's got away, with, got it away with it too. I reckon that was a ploy from the government. They had a visitor and they're like, we're a very cultured city. Listen, look, oh, everyone's <laughs> listening to jazz. Look at all our citizens. Did they make the song 12 minutes, 15 seconds long as well? 
Oh, that would have been a beautiful touch. Mm. Content and form coming together. He wrote this letter. And edited it with an axe. (laughs) In the letter he wrote uh, to the newspaper, it was like he called himself uh, a day. He's not, I'm not human. I'm 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 the devil. Oh, yeah. God, the devil's always doing that. He is up to no good. He's he's up to no good, I reckon. He's up to no good. The the letter starts, esteemed mortal, which is a (laughs) full-on way to So it is the devil, yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's that's him. That reads as Can you imagine if the devil came back and the way he thought he'd announce it is writing a letter to the local paper? (laughs) The local paper in New Orleans, yeah, that'd be... I I would go with fire in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) I'd go with flyering at the front of town hall. Oh, yeah. Do you want eternal damnation? <laughs> so, oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. No. Business busy, people in headphones busy, just busy. trying not to make eye contact. I've got, I've got a big lecture. <laughs> big sermon. <laughs> Answers are in. Here's question number six. What happened across rural Northern Ireland between March 2018 and April 2019? A group of friends attempted to live out the plot of the sisterhood of the travelling pants. <laughs> A gang went on a crime spree stealing 16 ATMs. A local mayor left a number of establishments without paying, later saying she believed as a mayor you got everything on the house, even when they weren't in her jurisdiction. Sorry, on the house. 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 Independence. Or a sheep went on a big muckabout. Oh, muckabout's good. So you got the travelling pants, ATM thefts, uh, the mayor... Doing the Don Dash's independence or the sheep getting a bit of bit of a muck about. Angus pointed to me when you reread out the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants one. That's so sexist. I, I <laughs> am. You? I am sexist. Oh, oh my bad. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't understand. It was it's your my culture. culture. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> nah, good on him. That um, was actually a bit much, Emma. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. God. <laughs> you pointed out like I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so sisterhood I don't think it's a sisterhood one that's it because you wrote it no but because (laughs) if you've seen the sister of the troubling pants as much as I have (laughs) you'd know that they go to different countries and they're like the whole thing is that they're trying to send it to like different like one's in Greece one's at a soccer camp like you can't do that in Northern Ireland there's there's one city (laughs) well yeah yeah, that's true I guess it's close to Europe <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you had the ATM thefts, the Dine and Dash Mare, Independence, or Sheep Muckabout. So you ruled out the top one. Four. Now you're one in four chance. Mm. The Mare one's very funny. Yeah. But that also feels like it's something Matt Stewart would write. <laughs> it's got that, like, I just wittiness think- to it. Oh, yeah. It's. <laughs> That one's it's the, really smart and thought out. <laughs> <laughs> and also the, the phrase house. house. He's been really enjoying saying house. Yeah, he, he loves, loves to saying. say he house. Loves to say, I am the house. The house. Mm. Loves to say the All right, house. so that's off the board too. Um, I wrote independence, so it's not that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which leaves us with two potential answers. The, the sheep ATMs. or the ATMs? <laughs> a sheep went on a big muck about. See, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I'm going to go on the one <laughs> oh, that, uh, okay. uh, on the house one. The house one? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go through who wrote the answers. Independence was Emma Holland. What? You played your cards very close to your chest. If only. <laughs> Hang in there, friends. <laughs> Surely uh, you wrote two. 
The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants I wrote, and yeah, I did not know the plot of the movie. It's just a, it's just one of those funny. You got to watch names. this, film. Matt. It's going to change your life. You got to watch this. Worth movie. a look. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of um death. There's a lot actually there's a lot of death in it. You'll love it. It's really good. Sisterhood of Traveling. I was not expecting a lot of death. Heaps. There's one funeral and one death. Okay, well, that's normally the combination. No, but like in it's the other order. One. Oh, yeah. No, death they've done that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of death. <laughs> <at a funeral. laughs> My bad. Uh, then we had a sheep went on a big muck about, which Emma went for. That was Angus. That's awesome. <laughs> and what like because I like how Emma, much like me, not understanding the sister of the traveling pants. <laughs> Emma didn't understand the the sheep's big muck about. That would be something that could happen in rural Northern Ireland. Yeah, can I explain my thought process for this one? Sure. It seemed like something that would be a big deal. <laughs> you know when a sheep goes on a big muck about and they can't get it and it's kicking over fences and, also and getting like, into shops. Someone from Northern Ireland sent it in and I was like, of course <laughs> he thinks the sheep going on a muck about is huge news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was well played by Angus yeah. Gordon. So the correct answer was a gang went on a crime spree stealing 16 oh, ATMs. That's so we enough. wheeled it down, though, to the right one. Yeah. That's not enough, though, that to be in new – like, who cares? I want to hear about this shit. I know. I, I should have put more info into it. Uh, did I say the, the mayor one? That was written by Owen. That's, oh, he did That's good. very that well written. One. Yeah, it was yeah. a good one. That's really what, witty. Fantastic work from Owen. So, so witty that I thought it was you. Yeah, that's yeah. a high praise. But instead, you wrote the feminist one, which was very brave. Thank you for doing that's that. That's also very me. Yeah. I'm the biggest feminist I know. It's true. I tell everyone all the time. Yeah. And uh, you could do it a little bit more, though. Sorry, yes. I will. Sorry, sir. When I tell people, I call him a gender traitor. <laughs> uh, so that means that in that round, it was one point to Angus, one point to the house. Am I still not getting, I'm not racking any, am I? You've got the one. I'll hang on to that. But uh, you'll love to find this out. Final rounds worth triple points. So, so, you still so I can get three total? <laughs> Six if you get two. Oh, true. You can get, so you can end up equaling Angus this round. I don't want to equal Angus. I well, want to be, right, so be 75% of what he has. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the natural water. <laughs> I'm laughing. You're allowed to keep that in. So question It was her riff <laughs> I'm yes ending a woman I'm listening I'm playing along The final question is question number seven Comes from Patrick J. Ryan from Brant Rock In I'm going to say Massachusetts Another uh, American I think so well, They're from Brant Rock American MA listeners. Unless that's a different country Ma, Ma. Oh Ma Ma Ma. Ma 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 Get the cat Ma Oh, that's why they call it that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, smart. Uh, and Patrick Ryan's question is, what's the synopsis of the 2002 film Bubba Hotep? That is a great. Um, you don't let us do a Hotep thing. That's not fair. You're setting us up. What's Hotep? Uh, it is African guys who believe like that Egypt was an African, like a black state. They, they think that their history has been stolen by like contemporary Egyptians. Is that true? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that's what Hotep. I if, trust if, him. They they also think white people were invented by this scientist called Yakub, an evil scientist. Wow, that's pretty full on. <laughs> it is full on. Google defines Hoteps as Hoteps is a subculture of African Americans who use ancient Egypt, Egypt as a source of black pride. The community of atrocentrists, and it has also been described as promoting a false history. Huh. 
So, so I imagine I've actually learned something here today. <laughs> Bubba Hotep is going to be a real romp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, write your answer. <laughs> so while your answers are being written, here's some more information about the ATM thefts. According to the Irish Times, a former All-Ireland Club football champion has been found guilty by the Special Criminal Court of Involvement with a cross-border gang which stole hundreds of thousands of euros by using stolen diggers to pull ATMs from walls. Daniel O'Callaghan won three All-Ireland medals with the Rangers and was found guilty of all 16 counts against him relating to an ATM theft and an attempted ATM theft in Cavan and Monaghan in 2019. Miss Justice Tara Burns found O'Callaghan was intimately involved in the planning of the thefts, which followed a modus operandi seen in several other thefts that the court said were carried out by the same gang earlier in 2019 and 2018. The final attempt to steal an ATM was thwarted by the police who were watching as the gang drove a digger up beside an ATM in Virginia County Cavern in the early hours of August 14th, 2019. The police saw a stolen Toyota Land Cruiser in a convoy with the digger. The Land Cruiser was pulling a trailer into which the gang intended to place the ATM before taking it to premises at uh, Tully Pole, uh, where the money would be taken from it. Oh, you know, I thought I thought they just they didn't want the money. They just liked the piece of engineering. They're just <laughs> yeah. ATM enthusiasts. You know how someone should do an ATM theft, but they just set up the ATM somewhere else and then they get the $2.50 charges on that's each That's so one. smart. I think that's what Commonwealth Bank does. Yeah. Yeah. They steal them from AMZ. Yeah, they take from AMZ <laughs> and then <laughs> repurpose <just> them. <laughs> <laughs> that's canon. <laughs> So they, when they searched... Because they believe it's Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> when they searched the premises, uh, they found 438 grand. That's heaps of money. Mm. According to Owen, the question writer, he said, I thought this was quite a strange crime that you don't hear of every day, but I didn't realise until I was putting this question up that it went on for over a year. I just remember looking at the news every once in a while thinking, huh, there's another one. What a funny time to be alive that would have been. Mm. <laughs> if only we were. <laughs> Back in 2019. Back in 2019. That was, uh, ATM was my nickname when I was back when I was a criminal because I was automatically telling machine. I was such a snitch. <laughs> I always thought ATM stood for, ah, too much money. Have some. <laughs> Have some of my money, please. It's all hyphenated. So here is the final question. Triple points, Emma. Yeah. You could get all the way up to level with Angus. I know, and I had a plan to do such, but uh, uh, I believe you foiled it. <laughs> and <laughs> I hope it happens. Here is the final question. What's the synopsis of the 2002, that's how I say 2002 film, Bubba Hotep? Four best friends spend their first summer apart. In a bid to stay connected with each other, they pass around a pair of denims that fits each one of them, despite their different body structures. Is that right? That yeah. reminds me of the film The Magic Pants. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of the film The Brotherhood of the Shorts. <laughs> uh, this unofficial Forrest Gump spin-off follows the adventures of Bubba's son, Benjamin Blue Jr., as he tries to establish a shrimp business to honour his father's memory. But when an unexpected guest visits from Egypt, he learns that there was more to his father than a love of crustacean cuisine. Egyptologist Brian Bubba Johnson has got it all, a successful career, a beautiful girlfriend, and his lovingly maintained 1968 Dodge Charger. But after his beloved car is stolen, along with the diamond engagement ring, 
he left in the glove box, Bubba turns to a mysterious and ancient scroll to get back his prized possessions. Will his supernatural plan be smooth sailing, or will he learn the hard way that some forces are too dangerous to be trifled with? Or Elvis Presley and a black JFK live in a quiet nursing home that is plagued by mysterious deaths when they discover an Egyptian mummy is killing the other residents by sucking their souls out through their anuses. The two decide to fight back. Or Bubba Hotep is a fat archaeologist who, despite his intelligence, can't get a date. When on a field trip, he opens a cursed tomb and brings to life a mummy played by Eddie Murphy, who teaches him game. He learns to believe in himself and gets plenty of pussy, but in order to win the heart of his beautiful grad student, he must learn to be a true, be true to his gentle nature and hide the relationship from the university administration. <laughs> I'd love if that was the IMDB description as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of these is real. They're all good ideas, um, and I'm going to be taking them all and pitching them to various networks. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to be greenlighting them all, assuming <laughs> you're coming to my networks. <laughs> I'll let you guess first, Angus. What was um, the two that we didn't write? Read this one. Let's see. you got the four best friends spending their first summer yeah, apart. Yeah, not that one, not that one. The un- <laughs> yeah. you got an unofficial Forrest Gump spinoff. Uh, go f- what was the next one after that? Uh, Egyptologist Brian Bubba Johnson has got it all. Yeah, that one. I'm going the Elvis one. All right, Elvis one for Emma. Let's go through who wrote the answers. <laughs> uh, four best friends spend their first summer apart in a bid to stay connected with each other. They pass around a pair of denim jeans. That was Emma. Why would you assume I wrote the Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants one? <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> just, you, I've, I mean, I, I've, I've got the, I can screenshot where you sent it to me. It is mine, but I just don't like the <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Screenshotting, I think that's appropriating women's culture. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, true. The unofficial Forrest Gump spinoff, that was written by Patrick J. Ryan, okay, the house. Yeah, I assume there'd be like a Forrest Gump bubba combo somewhere in there. And you assumed right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and that's called um, being a, a smart girl. Mm. Boss bitch. That's called being a boss bitch. <laughs> mm. uh, then we had the fat archaeologist who, despite his intelligence, can't get a date, ends up getting a oh, plenty was. of pussy. Plenty of pussy. Plenty of it. I reckon and that's subjective as well. How much? <laughs> that was written by Angus Gordon. Ah. Was it was it at the point where he wrote pussy that As soon as I heard the word pussy, yeah. I was like, well that's Gordo. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and what was the word you couldn't spell? Um sarcophagus. Oh, oh. I was struggling. I it spelled to say, suck it, off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you now. Suck off a gus. Lucky gus. <laughs> well, oh. whenever I find a mummy, I try and get it to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they're so well preserved. I think they're called MILFs. <laughs> MILFs. Yes. Mummy, I'd love to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That bandage, it gets me every time. The one that Angus went for about the Egyptologist Brian Bubba Johnson has got it all. That was also written by Patrick, aka The House. Good one. Good one, Patrick. Uh, Meaning the correct answer is Elvis Presley and a black JFK live in a quiet nursing home that is plagued by mysterious deaths. Wow. Black JFK. How'd I get that right? (laughs) I don't know. Google it. Well, the original answer I submitted that Matt shook his head at was I just copied and pasted the real synopsis. Oh, okay. Did you know about the movie before? No. Just Googled it. Googled it. Okay. I broke the game. I'm so sorry. He didn't say we couldn't use our phones, or maybe he did. I wasn't listening. I think it was implied. (laughs) It was fairly implied. 
Uh, so I don't know. Do, do you? <laughs> that was an implication. Uh, look, even if you give me the points, I'm not winning at this point. All right, you get the points. I don't think you should yeah. get the points. Don't get the points? Doesn't make it Oh, so you'll take the man's opinion over mine. Okay. The person who cheated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, it doesn't Can I have a half it. point for tenacity? Uh, sure, okay. Well, you, hey, what do you think you deserve for that? I think I deserve a triple half point. I think it should be like the Olympics. Like she Tri- comes first for being a, like the first woman. Yeah, I, mean? I think yeah. that's nice. Triple she, half she points yeah. means one and a half points. Yeah, and then an extra 25% because I'm underpaid. Okay, mm-hmm. 25%. Oh, like so you've got to do the math on that. No, I've got, I'm doing this in a Google sheet so I can- And then whatever it takes just- to beat Gordo, add that <laughs> on to you. <laughs> uh, you've gotten points every round. I don't know how that's possible. There's so many answers. I don't get it. <laughs> this game's hard. So you get 1.875 points. That's cool. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, before I do the final score check, uh, Bubba Hotep, apparently it's quite a good film. It's got 79% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It sounds fun. Re- sucking out through the anus. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. I would have thought the soul didn't come out that way, but. No, I thought it came out through the, the pussy. <laughs> through the pussy. And the, the, mum, the mummy is like wearing a cowboy hat yeah. and stuff. That's why it's B- Oh, Bubba that's Hotep. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That sounds sick. Uh, reviewer oh, Peter Travers wrote, this absurdly clever caper is elevated by Bruce Campbell's pensive Elvis into a moving meditation on the diminutions. Fuck. Why did I write a thing? It's pronounced I- sarcophagus. <laughs> 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 uh, a moving meditation on the diminutions of age and the vagaries of fame. Um, I should have probably not picked one of the reviews that I couldn't say. <laughs> All right. Final score check in third place. Or first place in the women's event (laughs) 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 on on 2.875 points. It's Emma Holland. This is why I think we should divide sports. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But on equal seven points each, it's Angus in the house. Oh, no. no. So do you have a tiebreaker? No tiebreaker. You just live with that. Dual winners. That sucks. I won. Emma, you're, yeah. are you doing shows this final week of the Comedy Festival? I am, and I'm sure my performance here has really <laughs> sold some tickets. Well, the parts that are left in will be all right. <laughs> um, I, I'm doing a show called Save the Orangutans in Melbourne. It's at uh, 7.50 at Acme, and I'm also taking it to Perth, Brisbane, and Sydney. Awesome. If people are there. So not Chandler. But oh, not taking it to Chandler. I'm not taking Arizona. it to Chandler, no. But you, um, you said before you're not a... Maybe that was before we recorded him. You said you're not an award-winning comedian. But isn't this a no. Moosehead award-winning show? Oh, yeah, but that's like a that's a grant. Yeah, so than it's like a an funny, award. But it's got award in the name, so I think it can. I got a lot of money for to put the show on, but that's also because I have a giant set that I had to build for it. And you know, mostly paid for that. Uh, it's also it, hooked up with a cool director normally, doesn't it? The Mooseheads. I didn't have a director. We used it all on the set. Love we it. used because <laughs> usually the money's to pay a director, and we right. did not have the money after we built it to pay a director. Gotcha. And it's an ironic title, right? Because if you love a palm sugar. Yeah, 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 I love that. Like, that's actually in the show. So if you can, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like, sorry. You <laughs> hand that little packet to the end yeah, of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love margarine. <laughs> uh, Angus, you, you burn go- an ape alive during the show, don't you? I don't. Spoilers. Come see the Spoilers. show. You'll, you'll get it. It's Spoilers. like in context. Don't Spoilers. take it out of context. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> and Angus- the screams are haunting. Oh. You got anything coming up, Angus? 
Uh, I will be doing a solo show in the Gold Coast called Questions Towards a Mutually Satisfying Exchange in the first week of May and one on at Brisbane, a good chat on th- uh, Thursday, the 1st of June. Sick. Um, I'm still here at the Comedy Festival in Melbourne doing my show Ding for the last week here, 6.30 at the Chinese Museum. And I'm going to be at the Brisbane Comedy Festival as well doing this show, the Who Knew It show, on the 14th of May. It's a Sunday evening. You can grab tickets now if you want for all these things. Just Google them. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in, everyone, to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. writing your answers. I don't want to say that. Yeah, well, please don't, man. If you don't want to say it, then it must be fucking awful. My God. I'm not Sorry, Matt. (laughs) Please don't open up these sort of trains of thought to Angus. Well, if we're cutting it anyway, we may as well. We were cutting it. We were cutting it. We're cutting it. it. So according to Alex. He's realising how much work it is for him now. I've got to. This is going out tomorrow. I really can't afford a uh, bad. Oh, I'm just going to be chopping just big chunks. Big yeah. chunks. Yeah, just between in between questions, just cut, just edit out all of this. Let's do voiceover fun facts. Yeah, uh, we can have we can do some music. like um, B roll innocent riffs at the end. You can chop in. <laughs> it's just. Uh... <laughs> No, run it again, run it again. We'll try again. Uh, Sorry, Matt. Uh, Run run the line again. We'll do a different riff. I think I might. I'll just leave that one. Are you you marking the time? Honestly, Serlo, if he was here, (laughs) he'd be keeping you in line. He is a good influence. Because <laughs> it's so good. It's because it's really <laughs> funny. Oh my god! It's on the mind. <laughs> Is this going to be usable? <laughs> I'm wondering that. Well, it was only because Ben wanted to plug his show that had to come out tomorrow. Maybe I'll put out. The live one I recorded last week. <laughs> Put this one in the bin. <laughs> no. No, no, we Matt, can do it. We can save it. Come on. It has to be usable. We can't do this to I Matt. Know, I, know, <laughs> I know. I'm trying my best. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He walked right into that one, Matt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, I think you've broken the game. No. Nah. Read it out. <laughs> what have you done? Nothing. <laughs> Mark the time. <laughs> Mark the cut time. <laughs> All right, I've sent you a new answer if that helps you better. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how this is edited. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll listen to this. <laughs>
even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.